I'm Michael Malley, and this is Michael the Storyteller Tells Tales. There was this farmer and his son who lived on a tidy wee farm in the valley of Slivnaman. They had sheep on the high hill, a cow in the byre, and a wee and a chickens in the yard. Now the mother had died many years afore, but the household of two men got on quite well. The old man, he kept the house in the yard tidy and in order, and the young man, he was as happy as the day was long roaming after the black-faced sheep. Now, the house could have been a bit tidier. Ah, but the old man, he can bake a grand salt of bread on the griddle. There's always fresh buttermilk from the churn and lovely brown eggs on a Sunday morning. Now, the household of two men, they got on quite well. They were quite contented one with the other until one day. For you see, that young man, he set his eye on a sonsy fine girl from the next parish, and he wished to bring her back as his bloomin' bride. And before they could say Jack Robinson, were they not wed? Now in case you're thinking that she'll be bringing trouble between the menfolk, you got another thing coming all together. For dear the bit of it, she made their lives all the better. Lamb stew on a Thursday. Currant cake on a Sunday. And then, as if to make their joy complete, nine and a half months to the day wasn't a baby boy born in their midst. And here's the horror of it. And you won't believe me, what I'm telling you, but this child made a terrible difference. For you see, that young man, he now felt the heavy weight and responsibility of fatherhood upon his shoulders, and he turned from being a happy-go-lucky chap to being a complaining, disagreeable man. But it wasn't on the wean that he turned, or upon the wife, but he turned on his very own father. For now, when they'd be sitting at table eating, and the old man would be eating up his food, the young man would turn to his father and he'd say, Oh, da, stop your snuffling at the table like that. You sound like a pig at the trough. And when the old man would turn and Spit into the turf fire, the young man would look upon him and say, Ah, oh, da, stop spitting in the fire like that. You're teaching the child bad manners. But, and had he not seen his father spit into the fire a thousand times, a thousand times before that, even when the old man would go out the doors and be doing a bit of the work around the house, the young man would come by and say, Ah, oh, da, you're getting too old for the yard work. You move like a snail. On and on he'd go, chatting and whining, till he'd give you a pain to listen to him. And for his part, the old man said nothing in turn. He just tried to eat less, tried to disappear in the evening so as to take up no seat near the warm turf fire. Until one day. One day the young man, he ups and says to his father, he says, Ah, da, you know, the house is getting too small for us all here. And really, there's food only for us. 
It's to the poorhouse you go tomorrow. Well, the young man's wife, she tried to speak up for the old man, but that young man, he turned upon the wife and he says, I spoke my word and that's final. Well, the next morning, the young man, he, he might have softened up a little bit anyway because he says to the wife, he says, Mary, for that was the wife's name. He says, Mary, get down that, that blanket that you brought with you for your dowry and we'll give that to Dal to take with him. Now the blanket, it was up there in the loft and Mary, she went up the ladder to get the blanket and she had a lump in her throat and a cheer in her eye. But mind you, she wasn't upset at all about giving up the blanket. It was at seeing her husband's coldness to his very own father that was upsetting her. Well, she brought down the blanket. And in those days, the blankets, they were woven long so they'd be double on the bed when laid out flat. But the young man, when he saw the quality of the blanket and the fine length of the blanket, he said to the wife, he goes, Oh, Mary, that's, that's too good of a blanket for Dad to take with him. Mary, cut the blanket in half. Well, Mary had been pushed quite far, and perhaps she had been pushed far enough. For now she turned upon the husband and she said, I'll do no such thing. Your father, he's been kindness itself to me all the days that I've been here. And, and I brought that blanket into the family, and he'll take the whole blanket, and, and, and that's final. Now, on hearing the authority in the white's voice, the young man was about to nod his head in agreement. But then he heard a strange sound. Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. And husband and wife, they looked there, and in the cot of the hearthstone, the wee child, who had not uttered a word to this day, was sitting up, looking straight upon his own father, and he said, Daddy, Daddy, don't listen to Ma. Do cut the blanket in half. Half a blanket will be well in enough. And then the weary turned to his mother and he says, And Ma, put the other half away in a safe place so I know where it is when it's my turn to send my daddy to the poorhouse. You would have thought that a ton of bricks had hit that young man. But the babe lay back down in the cot and went right to sleep, perhaps exhausted from the exertion of the speech. And that young man, he turned from looking at his child and he looked over and he saw his father standing in the cold, dark corner away from the fire. And the young man spoke and he said, Lada, what you doing there, da? Come on over and take a warm seat. Take a warm seat, da, right there by the fire. And then the young man looked to his wife and he said, Mary, would you, would you take that lovely blanket and 
Put it away, we. We won't be needing it. In love, would you? Would you mind to put a cup of tea on for us all? And from that day forward, that old man and that young family lived together in that wee cabin in peace and contentment. And the word poorhouse was never uttered again in the valley of Slevenamon. been another episode of Michael the Storyteller Tells Tales.